This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 854, Stocks Are Down, What to Do, by Ramit Sethi of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. And I am Dan, I'm your host and narrator, bringing you some of the best blogs on personal finance in audio form. And before we get to today's post from Ramit, I want to thank CreditRepair.com for their support. They are dedicated to helping you develop a healthier relationship with your credit. Removing questionable negative items is one of the fastest ways to increase your score, and creditrepair.com will help you do that. They make rebuilding your credit as smooth as possible by using tools like mobile apps, email and text alerts, and more. And they understand that credit scores are not just a number, it's a lifestyle. This is something we hear about on this show frequently, and recently, in fact. So let creditrepair.com help you rewrite your credit story. Head over to the link in our show notes to sign up today for a free 15-minute credit analysis. Now let's get right to our post as we start optimizing your life. Stocks are down. What to do? By Ramit Sethi of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com I'm an optimist, but seeing a lot of money disappear isn't the most fun thing. So after the latest drop in stocks over the past few weeks, I thought I'd share my thoughts here. If you invest, you're going to lose money at some point. That's okay, especially when you're young because time helps mitigate loss if you have a good investment. But ideally, it shouldn't be happening very often. And when it does, it still sucks. Now, check this out. I was listening to some personal finance pundits talking about the recent down market. And more than one of them said the equivalent of, if a stock drops 8% or 10% or 12%, I'm out of there. What the? Here's the example one of them gave. Try to figure out the answers before you go on. Quote, if your stock goes down from 100 to 50, what percentage have you lost? Now, to get back up to 100, what percentage does your stock have to increase? End quote. Answers. It's gone down 50% and it has to increase 100% just to break even. If it only increased 50%, it would be at 75. Most beginning investors get this wrong. It's a good lesson, but I think one-size-fits-all advice is dumb. I went roaming around to find some data to prove otherwise. Clearly, Apple stock has done very well in the last few years, but let's look at the period from 1995 to 1998, during which time Apple dropped from about 17 to about 10. That is a big, big loss of about 41%. But because I cherry-picked this example to prove my point, I know that's not the whole story. Apple closed at $188 yesterday, and it split twice since that low point in 1998. Now, there are a few things about this example. First, if you really think stock picking is about looking at charts and guessing, especially retroactively, then you are going to lose a lot of money for being a moron. This is just a superficial analysis to give an example. Second, had you sold when Apple was down, you would have missed out on a lot of money. But Ramit, you might say, I wouldn't know it was going to go up at that time. I did the best I could. Well, true. In hindsight, everything's clearer. But Ramit, you might say, when should I sell a stock then? I've written about that in a post titled When to Sell Stocks. But Ramit, you might say, what are you saying? You told us you lost a lot of money. So are you just going to let your money sit there? Isn't this just an excuse for being lazy and overly optimistic that your stock picks are really good? Now this is a good question. It's possible I'm committing lots of cognitive and decision-making errors. What you need to ask yourself is, are these still good companies and good investments? If so, and you have the risk tolerance and time to ride the storm, great. If not, your options are more limited, which is why it pays to invest earlier. In fact, if you think the companies are good companies, they're on sale right now. 
I want to show you something that hardly anybody knows. It's research from Standard & Poor's, the S&P behind the S&P 500. In 2002, they released an astonishing finding that made most investors' jaws drop. During a 10-year period they studied, if you missed the best days of that 10-year period, your returns would be cut in astonishing ways. For example, if you missed the best five days of that 10-year period, your return would be down 22.65%. If you missed the best 10 days, your return would be down 37.65%. And it just gets worse for missing the best 15, 20, and 30 days of a 10-year period. If you think you can figure out exactly when those 10 days will fall in 10 years, then you are much smarter than I am. Don't try to time the market. But don't just sit around either. If you suffer a relatively big loss in your portfolio, how big? You'll know when it happens. It would probably be dumb to just saunter around outside with your hands in your pockets, whistling and skipping. Instead, take some action. One, I spent part of last weekend doing an analysis on my current holdings to see if they still meet my investment criteria. They do, except one company, which I'm not sure I would invest in knowing what I know now. And two, if I had properly diversified my investments, I wouldn't have been hit as hard as I was. I'd been meaning to diversify into more non-tech stuff, including international funds, so I'm treating this as a kick in the ass to get this done. If you already have stocks, you can do this by either adding more money in different areas or shifting current holdings to new areas. You just listened to the post titled, Stocks Are Down, What to Do, by Ramit Sethi of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. And thank you again to CreditRepair.com. You can get a free 15-minute credit analysis with the link in our show notes. CreditRepair.com makes it easy to stay connected to your credit repair journey and help reach the goals you've set. And they do it through a personal online dashboard, credit monitoring, email and text alerts, and other easy-to-use tools that make rebuilding your credit as smooth as possible. They analyze your credit reports and work with you to identify questionable negative items hurting your score. Then they build a custom game plan based on your specific situation. Previous members have seen an average 40-point TransUnion credit score gain during only four months of membership. So let creditrepair.com help you rewrite your credit story. Head over to the link in our show notes to sign up today for a free 15-minute credit analysis. And thank you to creditrepair.com for sponsoring this podcast. And that'll do it for another edition of Optimal Finance Daily. Thank you as always for being here and I'll see you back here tomorrow for the Friday show where your optimal life awaits.